0: Hi guys, this is Talks with T.J. with author T.J. Rao, debut author, that's me and I wasn't able to say that before the last time we talked but now I am because it's been a solid like three months since I've done this podcast and I'm so sorry, maybe two months, I don't know. But it's been a while and I'm so sorry, it's just been crazy with the book launch and everything but yes, my book The Crossed is out now on Amazon for ebook kindle unlimited and paperback is that what it's called yes <laughs> my manager producer casey is here with me uh, for obvious reasons because i just forgot what a
1: paperback was that's okay it happens
0: well thank you for being here to make sure that i know what <laughs> different types of books exist <laughs> as
1: You're an welcome. author
0: You're welcome. anyway so I wanted to do a QA. I asked you guys a lot of questions on Twitter and Instagram and everything. Got a lot of questions. It was really awesome. But, you know, things have been kind of rough lately. 2020 hasn't been the best year. Let's just be real. It's been kind of not great for everybody globally. Yeah. I'm trying not to say the one trigger word that is going on, but I'm just gonna say it. Pandemic. Okay, I'm done. But like it's not, it's not ideal. So Because of that, I thought we kind of just do kind of a fun, fluff podcast, and I asked what you guys would want to talk about on my Instagram and quite a few of you asked a lot of questions about how to develop a fictional character in your own writing or how fictional characters differ from real people. So I thought that'd be a really fun podcast to do, especially since you guys asked for it and it wasn't my idea because honestly, my ideas for podcasts are usually shot down within like two seconds because they're all really stupid. But (laughs) (laughs) but we're gonna talk about that today. And I asked on Instagram what everyone's favorite and least favorite characters were in fictional books. And we're gonna talk about that at the end because it's pretty hilarious. And let's just say it involves a lot of Twilight. So that sounds
1: intriguing. Yeah,
0: so stick around till the end if you can handle me that long. We're going to go into today's topic fictional characters versus real people first thing we're going to talk about is dialogue so dialogue is extremely important in developing characters because we can talk about all day long how reading in between the lines is a big deal the way characters gesture is a big deal and even in real life if i say something really nice but my eyes are dead inside you know that's probably a bad thing like or i'm just in a bad mood or something so it's not everything but dialogue is a huge deal yes one thing that i have learned and that i live by that many teachers have told me many books about writing if you read this will tell you this but when you're writing characters and you're writing dialogue a very important part of it is making sure that they don't talk like you would talk Do you get what I'm saying, Casey? I think so, yeah. So basically, it's just, I say like and um and uh and so, words like that Mm -hmm. that just don't translate on the page. They'll pull you out. I read a book where every single character, it was, I think, a fantasy book, but every character said uh, like a lot, like U-H.
1: Really? That seems
0: very indecisive. It is, and so it really pulled me out of the book because you're supposed to be like, knights and queens and kings. Uh <laughs> You get know what I'm saying? It just yes. doesn't fit what the book is. Yeah. So I'm going to really quickly take my book here, The Crossed, by T.J. Rao, Go buy it. The Crossed. Anyways. Out now! I'm going to keep saying it as many times <laughs> as possible to subconsciously make you want to buy it and also just straight, flat out beg you. So... <laughs> <laughs> whatever works. Whatever works. So basically in my book there's a scene where Hart and Violetta the two main characters are talking and Hart says something like you know I'm I think you're beautiful I don't think you comprehend how breathtaking you are as a person and Violetta said that's a high compliment coming from someone so vain and he says you perceive me to be vain and she says something like your hair is meticulously styled so if you look at this dialogue alone, that I just literally completely botched, worse no. than like a plastic surgery no. in Beverly Hills. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I botched that, but those words aren't like how normal teenagers
1: talk. Definitely not teenagers.
0: I'm in my 20s and I've said the word like on this podcast like 80 times. It's only been five <laughs> minutes. I'm trying not to say that as much, guys. I'm sorry. But. I am 20 years old, I'm 20 years old, no, I wish I was, no, like, oh, oh, to, be young oh to be young, no, but but wishful thinking, seriously, I I so know. you see that in this dialogue, they're not saying things like, so girl, you looking fine, you know, yeah. she's like, boy, I know you care about yourself too much, you're obsessed with your looks, look at how you dress, look at your life look at your choices you know what I'm saying (laughs) like she's not talking to him like she would talk to you know someone she in real life would talk to yeah I guess if that makes sense nobody wants to read something too realistic because Mm -hmm. it's not as fun it would just be hey girl let me sign in your dms like boy you want snap so Mm -hmm. it's not as romantic as you know flirtatious
1: back and forth that has beautiful language. But teenagers don't talk like that. No, and even if they don't talk like, hey boy, you on snap, they still don't use like big words typically when describing things and talking to people. No, and there's
0: a lot of stuttering in normal language. Yeah, oh yeah. I've messed up what I'm saying like 80 times again, and it's only been six minutes. So exactly. that's just, you need to really be careful and rewrite your dialogue and get rid of any unnecessary word that you can think of. I went over each dialogue like nine times mm-hmm. with my editor and got rid of any word that could not have to be in there. So then the next thing is fashion choices. So fashion choices are really important. I think even in real life, fashion is a form of expression. It's kind of an art and it I
1: really- say kind of, it is an art. Right, it's an yeah. art, yeah. And
0: it, it describes how a lot of people are feeling on certain days mm-hmm. or, what their, I want to say brand, like I'm an Instagram influencer, <laughs> their, aesthetic. their aesthetic, yeah, it kind of just represents them, even if you're not doing it as well economically, like thrifting is really popular right now, mm-hmm. so people will dress really fashionable, vintage, stuff like that, you it's can like tell a, a lot,
1: thing.
0: right, yeah. so there's a scene in my book where Hart who is a governor's son and he cares a lot what people think about him he is dressed in this really beautiful blue suit that's like sparkling like this like the lake is what the girl says when she's describing what he Mm -hmm. looks like and you can tell from that alone and it gives her a little insight she's like I think he might be wealthy because obviously somebody's not wearing like a Versace suit and can't afford to put food on the table. (laughs) Well, at least I hope that's not what you're spending your money on. Yeah, yeah, your priorities. But it kind of gives you a little insight into who Hart is. He really cares what he looks like, Mm -hmm. even the words meticulously styled. Sure, he's a little insecure and he wants to come off as a certain way, as opposed to other characters who might wear like cardigans or just something more comfortable because they don't care as much you know but it does show who they are kind of as people
1: i feel like it also kind of lets the reader know a little bit more about the world too because with fantasy books too like i've noticed authors pay more attention to clothes yes to show like oh this is not like real life
0: yes it really helps which works well yeah
1: it really really helps honestly clothing
0: is a huge deal so when you're developing a character really think about your world really think about your character, what they would wear, because it's an expression of who they are in a lot of ways. So then the next thing we're gonna go on to is little characteristics that each character will have. So, for example, my two main characters, Hart and Violetta, they both hold their breath when they're anxious, and that's something they bond over later. Santiago Singh my second male lead bless his heart he messes (laughs) with his hair a lot and his glasses because he's kind of a more nervous soul Mm -hmm. he's very nervous almost all the time so he's just always messing with his glasses and his hair and then my character David who shows up in the uh, latter half of the novel he's he always smiles through really bad situations even if something really bad is happening because it's kind of his thing it just like shows who he is it's his little characteristic so make sure to really develop these characters with a character sheet make sure you know each of their characteristics if you don't remember these characteristics you might end up making one character have the same characteristic as another character and you don't remember that so it can get kind of confusing and just end up being a continuity error or, like, a plot hole in some way. You don't think about how much this matters, but each person, even on this earth, is so unique, and they all have something that makes them them. They all have little tics, little quirks. You know, I'm so quirky, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, that kind of thing. Oops. But, yeah, so uh, you really have to think about these things when developing a character because it makes them who they are. Then the next thing is I... (laughs) Okay, Casey, I literally wrote in my notes just how I'm not Violetta.
1: Wow, I'm so specific.
0: That was just like, your Violetta. Sorry, I say both. You guys, I say Violetta, Violetta. So, I don't really think it matters. I wrote her, so yeah. I'm just going to say as the author, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry to anyone who's named Violetta or Violetta. If you're listening, <laughs> I humbly apologize. Please DM me. But, yes, I, I caught a lot of people who read the book DMing me and just saying oh wow you must have based this female lead off of yourself and while i am so honored that people think that because i actually based violetta violetta off of a lot of strong women i know she is not based off of me i think that every character in my book has a little bit of me in them like i genuinely believe i'm too overconfident like (laughs) heart and i have a lot of violetta's passion i feel very passionate about social justice issues Mm -hmm. but we are very different and i think that that's important is you know don't completely base the character off of yourself because it'll be hard for you to be impartial to their story i know that sounds crazy no that's a
1: good point but it's real it's a true
0: thing i think i'm the most like santiago Mm -hmm. but we're still different to a certain extent to where you know i wasn't impartial to what happened to him to be honest and that's not saying something really grim happened to him i'm not giving a spoiler of what happens (laughs) but I just had to remain impartial to all my characters, think about the best plot line for the situation instead of that specific character, which I know sounds, uh, again, it sounds really weird, but when you're an author, you really see these characters a lot of times as, you know, real people, like kind of like friends. And it's like something you created. Mm -hmm. So you want it to have the best outcome. And if one is too much like you, it can not be great.
1: Yeah, that seems... Like a fair statement, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, I also think it's really funny that I just described Santiago as like a nervous... Yeah. I was like, he's a nervous wreck.
1: And you're like, he's me. I'm like,
0: he's me. He's like a nervous wreck messing with his glasses and hair. And then I'm like, yeah, anyways, that's me. I'm so quirky. But, yes. So, the next thing is that it takes a really long time to perfect a character. That's kind of what I want to end this part on before we go into Instagram uh, questions. Mm -hmm. But... It takes a really long time to perfect a character. It took me, I want to say, almost two years to really get each of these characters right in the way that I wanted to portray them. The way that I wanted to portray their heritage, their backgrounds, everything. You really have to be careful. And I interviewed people from each of these backgrounds to make sure I didn't misrepresent cultures mm-hmm. because I'm not, I'm not a Korean man, a Korean American man. <laughs> I'm de- and I'm definitely, you know. I'm not a half-black, half-white, 19-year-old girl, so I really needed to interview people who come from this background as to not misrepresent them. Right. Because I am mixed, but I'm not that specific mix. Right, right, right. Nor, and I'm Asian, but I'm not Korean Asian, Mm -hmm. and I'm not a man, so,
1: (laughs) you know. Some people think you're a man. (laughs) Yeah, they do, with the name TJ!
0: (laughs) So many people on Twitter actually thought I was a guy, because a tweet about me blew up. but they only saw that my name was TJ Rao, mm-hmm. so they didn't see that I was a female. And a bunch of people, when I would like, <laughs> when I would go on Twitter and be like, thanks for liking the tweet, like, thanks for liking my book, they'd be like, you're a girl? <laughs> like, it kept happening. It was so funny. I was like, yes, I'm a 20-year-old girl, as you (laughs) just found out earlier in my podcast.
1: Some people call you Sir, and it makes me really laugh a lot. Yes, yes.
0: I keep getting Sir because TJ. It's so funny. It's hilarious. Honestly, I love love having a boy name. I think it's really funny. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's just hilarious. Anyway, I'm off track. But yeah, it takes a really long time to perfect a character. Don't get disheartened if you just can't find something that clicks but take inspiration from your loved ones take inspiration from people you know and it will really help honestly take inspiration from exes i know that's a bad that sounds like a bad idea <laughs> but man if you want a villain i'm sorry i'm just saying i mean
1: you gotta do what
0: you gotta do. not that the villains in my book are based off of anybody i know in real life but <laughs> nice save actually one of the like heart's dad mm-hmm. who like is not a great guy is based off of my friend and i told him i was like i based this off of you and he thought it was hilarious that i made him the bad guy i'm
1: glad he wasn't too angry
0: yeah no he wasn't because i didn't actually base the bad parts of you know the guy off of him i just based his charisma off of him but it was still really funny because he thought it was hilarious that he was the (laughs) bad guy so yes you know x's are awful okay that's it yeah don't i don't know what this rant i just got on is it happens hey guys please keep listening to my podcast and by the cross <laughs> so we're gonna go into the next part which is something about instagram what is it casey you asked,
1: you asked questions you asked two questions basically what are your favorite characters and least favorite characters Or character traits.
0: Right. Okay, so I asked this question on Instagram and I was overwhelmed with the response I got because I cannot tell you guys how many people just said, I hate Bella Swan (laughs) and I think (laughs) she's annoying. So many people said that, which I think is really funny because I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, a new Twilight book came out recently. Yeah, Yeah, it did. Like from Edward's perspective. Yes. yes. And so it's funny because I I think that I knew that. (laughs) Yeah, I think she might just be on people's minds because of that. But so many people can't stand Bella Swan. And I'm gonna actually tie that in because somebody said somebody else said, I really hate characters that are passive slash randomly sigh a lot. Uh, I mean that's or have no emotion.
1: That sounds like Bella.
0: (laughs) It really is Bella Swan. I think people are frustrated with characters that are passive because we all kind of know a Bella Swan in real life, someone we try to understand and just literally cannot. And it's why Jacob and Edward just are so confused all the time about what's going on with her.
1: Yeah her face in the movies, I can't, I mean I can't see her face in the books, but in the movies her face doesn't show any emotion ever. Yeah, So I couldn't imagine liking someone and being like, well, I guess they just are apathetic. Yeah, and
0: it really sucks for Kristen Stewart, the actress that played Bella Swan in Twilight, Mm -hmm. because she was given so little to work with. Yeah, (laughs) Like, they're like, this character really does just sigh all the time. Like, it's not that she's a bad actress. She
1: did the character justice. Yeah,
0: she did the character exactly like it's written. It's just she's very passive. And so then another character that I got frequently more than a few times that people just said was their absolute favorite character was peter malark from the hunger games the lead oh. uh, romantic interest in the hunger games mm-hmm. and i believe that peter malark was so popular and is so popular because he kind of broke the whole mysterious cold shoulder boy trope that's in every YA book ever. You know that's, what I'm talking oh about?
1: Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: It gets so frustrating to read about a guy who or a girl who is like very mysterious and they don't talk much and when they do they're mean. They're exactly. They rude. They're arrogant. Yeah. And then you find out they are so kind and caring and the whole time they were just shy yes. and stuff like that but that rarely happens in real life that is not real life i can tell you right now casey almost every person i've met who's like this mysterious cold shoulder boy trope every person i've met like that has actually turned out to be arrogant and yes. wo- and like actually there was one person that wasn't that i've met in my life oh yeah he actually was just a shy person yeah. and that was literally the only time that, that happened, and it and was shocking. A, and
1: there's a lot of guys out there that do seem to be mysterious, cold, and the the the, the, the trope that you just said. Yes, the specific name that I don't remember.
0: <laughs> yes, even even women like same thing. Yeah. They'll be mysterious and cold, yeah. and then they'll turn out to just be like mean. Yeah. So really watch out for that in real life and also come on guys it's 2020 we're tired of hearing about this trope can you just write a nice person it works for peter malark everybody loves him because he's just a nice dude so
1: just just let your characters say how they feel be done with it yes exactly be done with it write a
0: heart type character who's just fun i guess yeah (laughs) So, so yeah so that goes hand in hand with the mysterious cold shoulder boy trope and then someone said that they really hate uh, books and characters that glorify manipulative traits or toxic traits. I agree with that. Yes, it's not great. No. Because, you know, and also, honestly, the manip... The, whatever, the, myster- <laughs> <laughs> the mysterious gold-shoulder boy trope is kind of glorifying a bad trait, yes. like... Because it's so rarely a thing. Everyone wants to idealize. It's fake. It's not real. Yes, it's fake. And it's really, it's rarely a real thing. I mean, like I told you, I've met so many people in my life. I've traveled a lot, I've lived a lot of places. And I've met one person Mm -hmm. who actually was mysterious and cold and just because he was shy, you know? Yeah. That never
1: happens. Literally not at all. So. And it gets people in bad situations. Like they feel bad about themselves because the person is just mean.
0: Right. Okay. This has nothing to do with anything, but quick piece of advice from TJ, like life advice. If somebody doesn't seem interested in you or they're giving you the cold shoulder or for some reason you have, you know, not gotten along with them and they're being kind of rude and seem kind of arrogant, do not pursue them. Like, please, you deserve the world, babies. I'm serious. You deserve the world. You deserve someone who thinks you're the bomb, each and every one of you. So don't settle, and chase after waterfalls. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> exactly. It is not good. It never works out. And that's another thing. This brings me to the last thing that someone said that they really hated. Not just someone, actually, a couple of people. The manic pixie dream girl trope. If you guys don't know what this is, it's the trope of a girl who, specifically a female, Uh, Coming into a book and she's kind of quirky and she listens to indie music and probably has headbands and you know Mm -hmm. plaid skirts I don't know, but she's really (laughs) Cutesy and fun and artsy and out there and Mm -hmm. outspoken and she talks really fast like me, but (laughs) but she's actually cute (laughs) But like she You know is this fantasy girl and there's a sad boy and he really needs somebody to fix him and instead of going to therapy he dates the Manic Pixie Dream Girl and she fixes him. And that's a huge trope that happens in a lot of books that we see, and it usually doesn't work out in the end. Usually the main character, the male, gets left by the girl, but he learned something. So, quote-unquote learns something. Quote-unquote, so I, when I talked to the people who said the Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing, most of them were saying they didn't like it because it really, again glorified something that in real life usually does not turn out well that's true and so they were saying these characters just need therapy like this shouldn't be glorified you guys want to watch something that's manic pixie dream girl watch 500 days of summer a perfect rom-com example you're
1: totally right yes of this Mm
0: -hmm. character and the sad boy and what happens it's really The mysterious cold shoulder boy and the manic pixie dream girl go hand in hand with toxicity and again it's 2020 and even though things have been pretty bad i think that we should move forward with our literature and not look back with these tropes yes we need more peter malarks and a lot less mysterious cold shoulder boy manic pixie dream girl yes that was crazy but you know what i'm saying yes so anyways (laughs) thanks for joining me on this really manic (laughs) journey (laughs) uh where i just ranted so yes basically all i have to say is it does take a long time to get your characters right don't stress if you don't know what you're doing just write because honestly the book is written in the rewrites and shout out to my editor kate porch literally just the most fantastic human being. She (laughs) took my book from something pretty mediocre to something fantastic by helping me rewrite it, helping me shape the characters. You guys just, Put your work out there let your friends help you be open to criticism be open to what people want to read and different cultures different experiences and you will get that great character you will get several great characters and you'll be glad that you did it but please don't do the tropes okay yes that's all i'm asking okay anyways thanks for coming on this journey with us today guys i hope you liked it or at least could sit through it and please buy the cross and follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, not on LinkedIn, but anybody listening probably doesn't want to add me on LinkedIn. So whatever. (laughs) But, but yes, add me on socials, DM me. I love talking to you guys. You're never a bother. And I will see you with the next
1: episode. All right. Bye.